This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 145. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be sharing and talking about veg-friendly brain foods. Now, this was a topic that I became really interested in after our last episode on MSG. Now, now after we did that episode, I started thinking a lot about how what we take into our bodies not only affects our bodies, but it really affects our brain power, our ability to focus, uh, just overall your health, right? Well, and I think that episode really kind of uh, made us aware that I I wasn't, and I don't think you were either, uh, made us aware of how much stuff, even though, you know, things... We try to eat better, and we don't eat, like, all the super... Uh, junky chips and stuff all the time. But even things that you would think are like healthier, like whole grain crackers and things like that, still have, you know, can have this MSG components of MSG in them. And like you said, can really mess with your brain. And even things that are touted as being healthy. Now we all know, and we talk about that all the time. And this is a big reason why I love doing this podcast because it's very educational for us as well. We do a pretty good amount of research into every episode that we do and it makes us kind of shake our heads sometimes again to go, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. is that? So like, for example, in the last episode where we were talking about MSG and we read off all of the different ways they sneak in MSG into foods without actually saying it's MSG, mm-hmm. that made us go back to our pantry and take some things out and start to look. And we were horrified yeah. to see that some of the things that we thought we were buying healthy had MSG in them. Right. So then it started to lead me to think, wow, we're consuming these almost on a daily basis. No wonder you feel tired. No wonder you can feel you know, lethargic a lot less than we used to when we first started our journey and we're complete junk food vegetarians. But we that helped us to clean up some stuff. Mm-hmm. So today we want to share some of what we've learned about some veg-friendly brain foods. So these are foods that can actually help you boost your brain power. But first, we have a rating. And this is awesome because we didn't have one last time. We did not. And uh, we, you know, I've noticed we're starting to kind of get them in again more regularly. For a while, we were getting, you know, one every week or two, you know, so we had like a kind of backlog. But then we had, we hit like a little pocket where we didn't have any for a few weeks. And now we've got like three queued up. So yeah. And just another little plug the reason we bring this up. Um, and sorry if it sounds like we're uh, bringing up every episode, but it really is important because anytime you listen to anytime you listen to a podcast that you re- and you really love it, it's so important that you go out to iTunes and leave a rating. It really doesn't take that long, but the reason uh, it helps podcasters is because it helps us to stay active in like iTunes directory and stuff, and so that way we come up to the more toward the top and people find us and otherwise we will sadly go down to the bottom. So, <laughs> All right, let's read that awesome rating. All right. So this is a uh, rating from the U S um, from March 1st and it's from aunt 
says love. And now this, this is really cute. Um, we normally only read our five star reviews on the podcast. And fortunately, most of what we get are five star reviews. Yeah, uh, we've had a couple that have been not, you know, not so great. But that's kind of a good thing. Because that means that we are, I mean, we're, we're not so broad that Everybody likes us. You know, we're yeah. we're hitting the our target. We're hitting where Yeah, when we started we podcasting, we knew that that was mm-hmm. going to happen because you know what? Just like anything else and that's okay. Uh this podcast isn't for everybody cuz mm-hmm. some people, you know, think of they it's just different for right. everybody. <laughs> but anyway, so so this is a this is actually a four-star uh rating, but we are going to read this one. Uh and it it the heading for it is like a conversation with intelligent friends. And uh, he or she says, the only negative thing I can say about this podcast is the chewing noise. I can't stand in the intro of the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> Vicky's got water in her mouth. Don't spit that That's out. That's hilarious. That almost made me spit that out. Oh, my gosh. But so, so I thought that was... That was okay. If that's the only negative thing, I'm okay reading that. Because yeah. I know when I read that to you, um, well, and I'll finish reading this in a minute. Uh-huh. But when I read this review to you when we, when it first came in, you're like, you know, some people just can't stand noises like that, chewing noises. And we have a friend, strange. remember, that he can't stand. Oh, Corey. Yeah. He, yeah, he can't. Oh, I was going to call him by name, but okay. <laughs> Hi, Corey. <laughs> we have a friend that cannot stand that sound. Some people, mm-hmm. that's like a pet peeve, yeah. a big, big pet peeve with yeah. some people. So, so. no worries uh, about that. And if it's any consolation, well, it might have been somebody chewing. It wasn't us or it wasn't mm-hmm. our friend Tim, Tim. Uh, Tim, who, who did it, intro, did it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. I have a feeling it's just a, like it's a, a sound, sound effect, effect or something. If that <laughs> if that makes you feel any better, we it was actually a canned sound effect. From yeah, it's not us making gross up. carrot chewing noises. <laughs> uh, all right, but anyway, so let me start this over. I wonder yeah. if she's pic- picturing me like going, you know, after biting my yeah, carrot. biting and then biting it. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, let, let me start this over. Uh, Aunt says love says the only negative thing i can say about this podcast is the chewing noise i can't stand in the intro to the podcast then there's a smiley face uh vicky and larissa are two of the greatest role models for the blooming vegetarian or vegan joining this community thank you for all the work you two do for this podcast <laughs> that's Aww, awesome and it wasn't so a much. smiley face it was a it was, it was a tongue grin. sticking out. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a tongue sticking out is that what that means <laughs> Yeah, I'm not exactly. hip enough to know all these. these <laughs> all right. Are we things. ready to move into the main topic? Let's go for it. All right. So as we mentioned, we initially got inspired by this uh, topic after we did our last episode on MSG. Mm-hmm. I And then shortly after that, almost serendipitously, it's funny how this kind of thing works out. You know, when you come across something that interests you and all of a sudden that's how you start to see, mm-hmm. it's really cool. But I was in Barnes and Noble after I got my hair cut and in the mall and I was kind of browsing around the magazines and I saw this ep- this uh, issue of Scientific American Mind that had an article that said in search of the optimal brain diet by Brett Stetka was the guy's name. So you know I had to buy of course. the article. Well, you like I needed an excuse to buy anything to <laughs> I mean I had to buy the magazine. But I don't need an excuse to buy anything in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and you shouldn't. <laughs> uh it's my one of my indulgences. I and I give it myself a pass on that one with books and magazines yeah. and stuff. And now we're going to pick up our, our new old bookcase tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll have uh, early twentieth century bookcase. Yeah, Yay. it's a barrister's I've always wanted a barrister's bookcase and I have one now. Yay. We just have to get it home. <laughs> Luckily it comes apart. <laughs> Anyways, um so 
we started, I started reading the article and essentially what it, the article talks about are three diets, the Scandinavian, the Mediterranean, Mediterranean and the Okinawan diet. Now, and so as being, are the these are the three that are supposed to be the best for brain health. So when you dissect those diets, here's what some things that they have. So the Scandinavian diet includes fruits, veggies, to include potatoes, which is yay, because mm-hmm. a lot of times diets or things exclude potatoes. Right. Nuts, whole grains, uh, particularly rye bread. Mm-hmm. The Okinawan Am I saying that right? Okinawan, yeah. (laughs) You know me and my pronunciation. You know me and my pronunciation. Includes seaweed, antioxidant-rich veggies, and sweet potatoes, which I've recently been getting into. I used Mm -hmm. to hate sweet potatoes. It's amazing how your taste can change over time, right? Mm -hmm. I used to hate them. And then, as I mentioned in a previous episode, my work has this awesome farm-to-fork program, and they had some grilled sweet potatoes. Or maybe roasted. I don't remember. I think you said roasted. Maybe they were roasted. Whatever. They were amazing. <laughs> and so now I... But I haven't made mine here yet, have I? No, we'll I figure out what's doing. <laughs> they didn't go bad because I'm not used to having them here. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the uh, Mediterranean, which a lot of people are probably the most familiar with. And that is uh, antioxidant-rich fruits and veggies like tomatoes, peppers, and eggplants, and whole grains and legumes. So let me ask you a question on mm-hmm. these three. Um, I noticed in these that there there's no meat, but I'm assuming for our purposes that you just that they're not all vegetarian diets. I know Mediterranean is not for sure. So I'm assuming that you just listed uh, vegetarian and vegan. Yes, friendly. Yes, thank components. you for pointing that out. So I did extract some of that just for our, the purposes of our conversation. But even at that, these diets overall were very limited. In those, and of course, they called for very lean, very lean versions, which typically aren't the kind you would find in the grocery store. Maybe a little bit more so now, but uh, I know Mediterranean is more fish. And yes, things like that. Yes. Probably, I would imagine Okinawan is more mm-hmm. fish, fish based too. Right now, all of these diets also called for limited sugar and limited processed foods. So here I am reading this article, and again, I'm thinking about our MSG episode and all the stuff we learned there. So. It's funny because who would have thought? Just Whole Foods, right? Concentrating on Whole Foods. So, well, so this week I started, as you know, really eliminating a lot of the processed foods from my diet. And almost from day one, I could start to feel just a little bit different difference in my energy level. That might be some placebo effect too, but who cares? Who cares, right? (laughs) It still works. Um, So essentially what the article said also is there's really nothing completely conclusive about the data, but what it is, what, what the studies have shown when people that eat primarily these types of diets is that they do tend to have a better health overall, which leads to better mental well-being. Now, the the challenge is, is sometimes it's hard to draw a correlation because these people that are eating this way could have other healthy habits mm-hmm. that could impact their mental well-being as well. So a lot of these people exercise regularly, they tend to sleep, you know, uh, a good amount of hours. And so there could be other factors. Yeah, but even that, I mean, eating a healthy whole food diet is not going to hurt you. No, exactly. But my point was, is that it's yeah. just meaning that they can't say, oh, definitely these yeah, diets are going to lead to better brain health. Yeah, it's for the purposes of this article. It doesn't mean that it's not 
that it doesn't help, but it just mm-hmm. means that for someone to say the Mediterranean Mediterranean diet is definitely linked to mental health. Uh, right. Uh, you know, that's right. that's hard to draw that conclusion. Now, so why then does our Western diet cause poor mental health? Well, you, that probably answers the question, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because, uh, you know, our Western diet is filled with processed foods and sugars and mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff as we discovered as we've been going through our pantry even further with a fine tooth comb right mm-hmm. so we didn't even have a comb to begin <laughs> when we started <laughs> no. now we then we got a then a little bit of a fine tooth and we had like thin, a pick uh, yeah. <laughs> so we went through our pantry in the beginning with a pick <laughs> I'm picturing this giant, but like in Spaceballs. Yeah. In space, I finally watched she Spaceballs finally watched for the first movie. time. And when they were combing the desert and the, the two guys had the pick. It's very <laughs> silly. Yeah. Um, so why it causes, poor, why our Western diet can make us feel lethargic and not so focused is because it is chock full of processed foods and sugars, which can lead to inflammation. Mm-hmm. Now, the inflammation, this is what's interesting. So, you, you you know, people say sugar makes you feel bad. It gives you a rush, but then you fall. And processed food, the same thing, but why? So, mm-hmm. this article did a really good job of explaining this. And I, I had a few other uh, resources, too. It wasn't just this article. I kind of pulled together some things, uh, which will be listed but in the But the article notes. made you pull together this other That's things. That's exactly right. So, why? Well, because inflammation, when your body is inflamed as you know your body starts to think that there's something wrong right that Mm -hmm. you've got some infection or something going on so it starts to fight Mm. it starts to fight and what unfortunately ends up getting destroyed at times is your healthy brain tissue so see i didn't really draw that together i had all these little light bulbs going off in my Hmm. brain in my uh more alert brain, mm-hmm. I should say, as I was starting to read through some of the stuff. So. Well, then here's a here's something. There's a, a really good, um, I guess, observation when it comes to that is that if to begin with you've got some mental health issues that you know you maybe are are um, that you can't control, then when you eat crap like this then you you don't even have the completely healthy brain cells to start with. That's right. To f- to Now fight. you're just worsening the whole yeah. situation, right? So if you're already fighting something, <laughs> then this can even make it worse for you. You're putting yeah. your brain in a really disadvantage. Yeah, and you know, I, <laughs> I'm going to pause here for a second and, and um, be a little transparent for a second um, without crying, hopefully. Uh, but you know, I, I deal with, with these kind of issues myself and I have since I was a little, little kid and, um, it's, it's difficult and I do eat like crap, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. since we've become vegetarian, I have made strides towards eating better, but when I get depressed, when I am not, when I feel like I'm not in control, I eat horribly mm-hmm. you know you asked me this morning i had had a little bit of a meltdown this morning and you asked me you said what did you eat yesterday and I, what did i say i didn't want to tell you yeah because you skipped first of all you skipped dinner i had a uh, a friend of mine was having a get together with some people after work so i went there and uh i asked her what she ate and she said she skipped dinner but mm-hmm. she did have some ice cream I had and half a pint of ice cream and some cookie dough because I made cookies. And, yeah. you know, and then I wondered why I felt so badly this morning and, and had a, a crash. And so, you know, 
and kudos to kudos to you. I mean, to to Vicky for for really for always listening, but also always telling me stuff like this, and you know, drawing my attention to stuff like that because. I don't want to look at stuff like this. I mm-hmm. because I think, well, it's not going to help me, you know. But I need to, and I think that if you know anybody listening, if you have mental health issues, um, a, it's not your fault, but b, you can you can help it. Yeah, that's and a that's really good point. That's what Vicky spent an hour and a half <laughs> telling me this morning as I was sobbing uncontrollably, and and she said, you know, I mean. Yeah, that and that's the thing that that I love is that you you listen to me, but you don't let me wallow in it. That's you'll because I love you. Yeah, yeah you'll walk away and come back, and that's what what needs to happen. And what also needs to happen is that I need to start paying attention to things like this, and you know, and I think that's and we'll get back to this in a second. But I bought a I finally bought a pressure cooker mm-hmm. last week. And, uh, you know, I think that that's one of the things that I did that's positive that's really going to help because when I get to where I'm not feeling well mentally, I don't want to make things that are healthy for me because it's too much work. It seems too difficult. So, you know, with the pressure cooker, I'll be able to really knock that stuff out fast and then keep a supply of healthy food so I won't be tempted as much to eat the really bad stuff. Right. You know, and I think these things can be cycles. And this is what I was saying earlier on the positive side. Some of these folks that are on these types of diets, why they have stronger mental health, uh, mental well-being is because it's a it, it there are a, the healthy habits tend to feed healthy habits bad That's habits true. feed bad habits and so this is what I was telling you and I know for a fact that you have certain medical issues that you do have to take care of but there are things and I was I wasn't saying necessarily you can fix it mm-hmm. with with this but you can make it not worse right and you might even be able to reverse some of it at least by just making it not worse well right? that and the fact that you know if I can get to the point where I'm doing these kind of things, that'll make me stronger physically. Mm-hmm. It'll make me feel better physically, which will probably help with my depression. And help you feel like you can do stuff. Like because, I'm more in control. Right, that you're more in control. And that's the only thing I was trying to explain. And, you know, I used a different analogy with you. I said, how would you feel if I said, you know, I really feel tired all the time, uh, but then you saw me come home and sit on the couch with a six-pack of beer and some mm-hmm. potato chips. I mean, of course. And I, I would expect you to tell me, hey, you might want to trade that in mm-hmm. for a walk or something, you know, right. just to, to try to reverse some of that. And I know it's hard because, again, it's a cycle. And once you get sucked into that cycle of bad habits, right. it is hard to get out of. But when you, get, when you start to course correct some of those things and start to incorporate more good habits, mm-hmm. you get sucked into that cycle too and I think that's why I was so depressed when I got when I had my injury and luckily I got the cortisone shots in my in my foot and it is feeling so much better but because that exercise was a very healthy keystone habit for me that helped to spawn other good habits including where my eating was getting better I had dropped 30 pounds at one point just feeling really good and then once I was hurt that habit of working out 
went away and it started to my bad habits started to creep in again and the good habits started to go away but now i'm feeling better so now it's starting to to get better Mm -hmm. so it is definitely and and thank you for being transparent kudos to you for being transparent because i know a lot of people struggle with this Mm -hmm. you know but one thing i try to tell you as well is that you're not the only one that struggles (laughs) with planning you know you say it's so hard i buy these groceries and sometimes it's hard for me to go and and do the things that i plan to do and you know I said, so does everybody. Look at the look at our look at uh, out on Facebook. All the mm-hmm. people that uh, uh, have the same challenges. I yeah. mean, you know, we all have that. So that's true. All right. So I wanted to get getting back to the the diets. One of the things I noticed about these diets, and it was really called out in the resources that I was looking at, was that they were all very high in omega-3 fatty acids. I don't want to say like outrageously high, but they all had a good amount of omega-3 fatty acids. Now, to your point, that did come in the by way of fish, fish a right. lot of fish, mm-hmm. but this is why I want to include some veg-friendly. <laughs> there are fermented foods like yogurt, if you're a vegetarian, pickles, sauerkraut, um, and then also green tea and axi- antioxidant-rich foods also because antioxidants help to... Uh, destroy those free radicals in your mm-hmm. brain that can eat away at your brain tissue. So blueberries would be a really good uh, food blueberries. source. Um, trying to think of some others. But uh, I know blueberry. whenever I hear antioxidants now, I always think of blueberries. I, I don't know why, but I just do. Mm-hmm. So uh, for you, you know, sitting here doing some work from home, it can be very tempting, I'm sure, to want a snack, especially if you get a little bit bored. So pick up some blueberries mm-hmm. and, and, and put them in a bowl next to you. And that's mm-hmm. almost like you're giving yourself medicine, natural that's medicine, true. right? Because that's it's, true. think of those is zapping those free radicals from your brain. That's true. In episodes 99 and 112, we did talk about healthy fats, and we also talked about demystifying fatty acids. So if you want to learn more about that. You know, one thing I have been using a little bit more of, very sparingly, because I still want to be careful, uh, is the coconut oil. Mm -hmm. I started putting a little bit in my... I noticed that. (laughs) Yeah. I started putting a little bit in my coffee again, Mm -hmm. probably just like maybe half a teaspoon and per cup so if i make the you know i give my double shot maybe a table uh-huh. i mean a teaspoon and a half something like that so i noticed the vitamix has been suspiciously greasy <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, that's okay i've been trying to do, no no no, no. i cleaned it out the other day i was like hmm. <laughs> um okay so out of the omega-3s dha and i'm not even gonna pronounce i that can't tomorrow. either come I'm on not give it a shot Docosahex, I don't know. <laughs> You're the only one that even yeah. had a shot at that. DHA was uh, one of the uh, omega-3 fatty acids that was cited as being one of the best for brain health. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So let's right. talk about eight foods then. Yes. So we're going to share eight this. foods. We thought that would be... Now, there are more, but... Um, Thought this would be kind of keeping it to a manageable list here, and you're, you can... Uh, uh, well, in our resources here, you can kind of take Have a look a at some list. of those also, yeah. right? All right, so eight foods. The first one, if you are a vegetarian, eggs. So when you eat eggs, your brain uses chlorine. Choline. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or chlorine. <laughs> See, let you, let, I need to let you pronounce things, anything like That's that. Okay. All right, when you eat eggs, your brain uses choline to make... Uh, See, you need to pr- you need to pronounce that next one. Acetylcholine. <laughs> Your brain jumps in the swimming pool and it swims around for a while. <laughs> All that's right. Okay. That's why we that's why we complement each other so well. Yes, we do. 
Uh, anyway, so acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter that may be important for maintaining memory and communication among brain cells. So that's why some eggs can, can be good for you. Now, we do get the... We got away from cage-free because cage-free was another way for just saying... The, the, the conditions for cage free aren't yeah. necessarily it's great. Just, yeah, it's just, and I, I didn't, I didn't realize this at first. Some, I think somebody in the peas and carrots group might have pointed this out. Actually, mm-hmm. is that cage? If it just says cage free, cage free just means that it doesn't mean that there's any more space than there was for the for the um, hens before. It just means that there's no actual cage around them, but they're still crammed in tiny yeah. little cement yeah. spaces. So we use the the free range pasture raised ones. It's so hard to stay ahead of that stuff sometimes, you know, just because and this is what I'm saying, we really need to vote with our dollars and ensure that some laws get passed that they can't just because next thing you know, free range is going to mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. They can make that mean whatever they want to make it yeah. mean, I guess. But we need to uh, start buying again from Mandy and Travis at the farmer's market because mm-hmm. there's our pasture raised. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. When you know the farmers, that's yeah. really good. That's a really good thing because then you know where the how the animals are treated. Exactly. Okay. So, right, so the next number one. two, wine. <laughs> you know, I was going to add this one. Yeah. Wine and green tea. Together? So, <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a cocktail? Wine, green tea cocktail? Well, both of these contain an antioxidant called EGGG. I don't know what that was, but something tells me that was too long for either one of us to even try to (laughs) pronounce. So, okay, so EGGG, whatever that stands for, (laughs) helped to stop beta amyloid proteins from harming brain cells in the lab. Uh, And so additionally, research from UCLA found that wine's antioxidants may block proteins that build brain-destroying plaques. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, and I do love wine. I do consume it moderately. I don't consume it a lot of it at a time. Usually when I have any wine, it's a couple of glasses and that's it. But. It's so funny this morning. You were talking about going out with your friends last night. And uh, you did say that you're getting quite good at, at <laughs> detecting wine. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that's just, I mean, she's not a, she's not a, uh, as your sister would say, a slush <laughs> when she was little. <laughs> Are you a slush? Instead of lush, you'd say slush. But, uh, so now that's what we say. No, but, but I am no. getting better at detecting wines. But yeah, so, I mean, I think that's a good thing. And that's, you're mm-hmm. like trying different, different ones and you're getting a little bit of benefit. Right. Okay, number three, coconut oil. In episode 89, we talked about coconut oil due to the trend towards things like butter coffee or bulletproof coffee. That's actually a brand, bulletproof coffee. Uh, And, you know, what we concluded at the end of that was in moderation, it's key. I think a lot of it was hype. But I will tell you, I after reading some of the things I read for researching this podcast, I I don't want it to completely turn me off to things like coconut oil. I think it's important, particularly as vegetarians, since we're not getting that omega-3 and and the MCT oil is Mm -hmm. another thing that's supposed to be really good for your brain health. So I am consuming a little bit of that. Luckily, I also consume... Uh, well, no, never mind. I'm not going to say it because it's coming up as one of our... <laughs> never mind. I'm jumping Don't ahead. Don't spoil it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should ask, add something for the coconut oil, though. You want to make sure that you get the organic, cold-pressed, 
non-hydrogenated, hydrogenated. Ooh, I kind of said that Hy- right. <laughs> Hydrogen. Oh no, Hy- hydrogenated. Hydro- there you go. No, I messed it up. Then never mind. <laughs> hydrogenated uh, virgin virgin coconut oil. You don't, because some of that stuff can be highly processed. So you want to mm. make sure we get ours from Whole Foods, right? In fact, ours is the Whole yeah. Food brands. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and don't let the word oil scare you because i think that's the big reason why i was a little bit more averse to it now it does have some calories and so just like nuts you know you don't want to od on that because that could be a lot of calories but there can also be some other health benefits to the coconut oil so for example it can help you improve your body's use of insulin uh your good cholesterol which is good i've never had an issue with my cholesterol have you my Yes, but not, it's, I have the opposite issue. It's not that my bad cholesterol is too high. It's that my good cholesterol is too low. Uh, Well, here's a, well, but you hate coconut. Well, we'll find other ways. All right. um, It can also help to boost your thyroid function. It can act as an antioxidant and natural antibiotic and just improve your overall skin and hair as well. All right. Mm, Okay. Uh, beans. Now, this is something you were going to experiment with in the pressure cooker. Yes, I'm so excited Yay. because beans, I always, you know, I always end up buying just canned beans, you know, even though it's the organic, low sodium, all non-BPA liner in the can and all that stuff. But they're so much better when you cook them yourself from like dry organic beans. They really beans. are. But it's always been such a deterrent to me because it's so, the process is so long and even though I'm here most of the time, I just, I, I forget until it's like too late. And I'm like, okay, well, I was going to do dinner, but then there's beans and it's for, it's, you know, it's a day to soak them and all that stuff. So, but with the pressure cooker, you can like do a quick soak with them and then like cook them in hardly any time. So I'm really excited to try that. So what beans do is they stabilize glucose level levels to um, help that, you're getting a steady stream of glucose instead of like spikes. So that will, um, yeah. And your brain uses help, glucose. Yeah. So it helps to make sure that you're not getting these up and down feelings. Mm-hmm. Probably helps to control your mood a little bit too. Yeah. You know, with that. Yeah. What about walnuts? All right. Walnuts are rich in vitamin E, which is an antioxidant associated with a lower risk of developing, developing mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. What's, What's cool about walnuts is they kind of look like little brains. That's true. Right? <laughs> kind of creepy, but okay. Uh, and then number six is something we already talked about, and that's blueberries, which are high in antioxidants. And um, really, any fruit high in antioxidants are good for your brain. So um, mm-hmm. berries, different kinds of berries, strawberries. Blueberries, I think, have the highest levels, but strawberries are good too. It's strawberry season coming up now. Um, so we'll be getting nice, lots of nice fresh ones locally. And um, so those are really good for you. And then number seven. Number seven, which is the one I just said I wasn't going to say anything ah. until we got here. And now I get to say avocado. Avocados are rich in mono unsaturated fat which contribute to healthy blood flow to your brain so you got to have the the right amount of blood this is why i tell you crossing your legs is bad for your as she uncrosses her legs uncrossing my legs i'm trying to do it without kicking the mic doing anything that (laughs) cuts your circulation can affect the circulation to the brain yeah and then okay so the eight number eight 
uh, is cruciferous veggies. So broccoli, kale, cauliflower, things like that. Um, I can't eat kale, but I have come to love broccoli. Yeah. A little bit too much for your taste, I think, because now I put broccoli in everything. And she's like, (laughs) I made a a quiche the other day and, and Vicky said, uh, this is just like all broccoli. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and, it and was. I typically it was, love broccoli. It was, it was just it was too a much lot. broccoli. Yeah, but uh, okay. So cruciferous vegetables contain antioxidants that can protect your brain from free radicals. So just like blueberries and the other antioxidant foods. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Hopefully, this helped you understand uh, a few. Uh, well, first of all helped you define some of these uh, brain-boosting, veg-friendly foods for you and then help you understand a little bit about why. I think that was the big thing with me. I would hear these are good for your brain, but never really understood the why. So hopefully this helped you with that and helped you identify a few that you might start to try to put into your diet. I would say one of the, the on the flip side of that, even eliminating... The mm-hmm. processed would be just as important right. as, as incorporating some of these things. Yeah. Even if you don't pack your diet with these things right now, just, yeah, the more yeah. you process stuff you can cut out, the better. And that's what you're working on and I'm trying to do A as lot. well. So. I traded even my health bars for, I have behind me on my desk, I have bananas and oranges mm-hmm. and nuts and walnuts. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the recipe of the week. The recipe of this week is not just one recipe. Because I went out to looking for a good maybe smoothie recipe or something that with uh, one of these or more of these foods. And what I found on Pinterest was a whole board of coconut oil smoothies. So it's not our board, but there are a lot of good recipes out there. So I thought I'd just link to this board. Well, that's a good idea. And, you know, with that, with smoothies, I mean, you can, chances are you can get in quite a few of these. You can add uh, blueberries or other berries. You can add wal- walnuts, I guess, to a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, you can add a lot of different stuff. And everybody's taste is different. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be best to link to the whole board and yeah. let people choose what looked good. But I got to tell you, a lot of these looked really good. Cool. I'm, I'm not very picky when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know that. I am. There's, yeah. <laughs> she says very quietly. <laughs> All right, let's move to the quote of the week. Would you like to take this? Sure. Since And by the way, you did an awesome job on the outline this week. I normally no. do the outlines um, because Vicky's at work. But uh, since she, you had read this article and I was working on uh, our book stuff and then also some editing, you totally took it this week and you rocked it. So I thank appreciate you. that. It was, an, it was a fun topic. All right. So uh, the quote is from the illustrious Dr. Seuss who says, I like nonsense. It breaks up the brain cells. (laughs) Now, why I really like this quote, and I chose this quote, was because while it's really important to pay attention to the nutritional aspects of taking care of your brain, it's also really important to take care of your brain in other ways through like different experiences and just keeping your brain fresh. And Larissa, you and I talked about this. I think it's so important that you get out of the environment that you're you're in the majority of the time and get the sun on your skin, get out there, do something different. One of, uh, you know, experience different things. One of the things that I love to do is I belong, I subscribe, it's like a dollar fifty a month or something like this to a uh, subscription called One Story, where you get sent stories, short stories from different authors that you've never heard 
of from a bunch of different genres and you just get sent random stories so you're supporting to your these kindle. to my kindle you're getting or you can get a hard copy too actually oh. they have different ways to get that but I love that because it keeps your brain wondering, what am yeah. I getting? And then you start reading and you're reading somebody's completely different writing than you're used to reading, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a pretty, I, I read a lot of things, but I'm used to, there's certain authors I like, there's certain things I gravitate f- towards, certain genres I gravitate toward. This, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love keeping, so finding different experiences, going to different places, going to a museum, those types of things are so important to keep your brain happy and healthy. And when you do that, with the nutrition aspect as well, you're going to be feeling awesome. All right. Well, then I uh, have a feeling that uh, shenanigans are imminent for us. <laughs> imminent shenanigans. That would be a good name for a band. Oh, it would. Eminent shenanigans. shenanigans. All right. <laughs> All right. So our question of the week is, uh, which of these brain foods do you consume regularly and how do you consume Recipes, please. Share recipes. recipes. People love it when people in our community share recipes with each other. So please feel free to do so. You can go to the show notes, www.vegetarianzen.com forward slash 145. Or you can go to Facebook, Facebook. our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. our Peas and Carrots Society group in Facebook. Lots of different ways. Tweet us. Tweet us. Yeah. Tweet us. We don't do much on Twitter, but tweet us. Yeah. All right, I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.